0: Combined. We formed five GOTRONs,
1: and those GOTRONs
0: uh, formed the GOGOTRON. Uh, oh, the GOGOTRON! Go-Go-tron. Uh. Awesome. You were a monster in our universe? You never had Curb <stopped> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, The music is so good this year.
1: Oh, I mean, it's always oh, little good. Little legs. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Welcome back to New Rockstars, Rick and Morty Season 5, Episode 7, GOTRON, Jerry Sis, Rick Vangelion. The Voltron episode we've been waiting for seeks to redeem Episode 4's giant incest baby while exploring Rick's weird but totally understandable obsession with Gundam stacking, or Voltron stacking, whatever you want to call it. But really, what numerical base secret could be driving Rick here? Wait, 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 math? Just enjoy the episode, dipshit. What, what the f? This is Rick Splane, our Rick and Morty after show where we obsess over robot exponents to give you your hot takes. I'm Eric Voss. My Easter egg breakdown of all the details you missed is coming out tomorrow. But here, I'm with little Ricky. Wrap it up to my hothead Rick, Tommy Vectol. Oh, uh,
0: yes. Oh, my God. Combining uh, Voltron or uh, whatever, Uh, any of those shows with Goodfellas. I felt like this episode, this was for me. So I feel like someone made yeah. this for me.
1: <laughs> Best of both worlds. I mean, this is one of my favorite episodes yeah. of like all time. Top yeah. five at least. Favorite yeah. of this season. Yeah. I We, I was able to see this episode early. I've been dying to talk about oh my God, it because a, I, yes. I was, it's so much fun. So good. Uh, well, Tommy, break down what happened in this episode. It would be my absolute pleasure.
0: Okay. Well. Rick diverts a trip to Boob World, tragically, to complete his collection of ferret Gotrons, which he ropes the family into piloting just so he can stack them in the style of Voltron or Power Rangers and fight yeah. giant insect monsters. <laughs> Rick gets greedy and assembles families from alternate timelines. Uh, in his growing GoTron operation, which gets which is all getting co-narrated by Morty and Summer, in the style of gangster films like Goodfellas or The Godfather, and uh, oh my god, just so much good stuff about like yeah. not knowing when to stop and like getting too I know. too big, and he even says "too big to fail" at one point.
1: <laughs> Right, yeah, we're too big to fail. <laughs> Which is like, you know, great
0: famous last words. So, obviously everything goes awry. Rick ends up firing the original family and replacing them with their rival anime, Gotron Pilots, who of course plan to sabotage and oust Rick. So Summer and the others save him using her giant incest baby from episode 4 named... Naruto. (laughs) I love that. And in one of my favorite post-credit scenes of all time, the insect monsters are revealed to be well-meaning, misunderstood beings just trying to communicate the cure for AIDS. I know. (laughs) What the
1: hell? I feel like we need to do another what the f***. Yeah, I know yeah. just for that. I mean, a, a pinch of sea salt, yes. right? Like two parts lemon juice. Yes. Ah. So good. It's like, don't cut them off. Keep going. We're so close. I know. This is stuff we all have in our kitchens. <laughs> There's no way uh. once you
0: cross through this void, you'll just become a giant screaming alien with no clothes. Naked to them. Yeah, yeah. They're naked. Or, or just maybe you like, will. Ah. We don't know.
1: <laughs> There's no way I'm knowing. Uh. Ah, but that's classic. That's so great. Uh, Now, we're going to dig deeper into Rick's obsession with his GoTron stacking. But first, of course, if you want to help us make more great content at New Rockstars, one of the best ways you can support us is go check out our merch at NewRockStarsMerch.com. We got some Black Widow-inspired designs in the shop, including our latest obsession, the Red Deep design, and some fun Russian nesting doll designs. Support this channel and get yourself some cool swag by going to NewRockStarsMerch.com. Tommy, what's our, our big question? All right, so...
0: What's the real secret behind Rick's Gotron stacking obsession?
1: Uh, Yeah, for those of us who grew up with Voltron and Power Rangers, we all innately get Rick's Mm -hmm. obsession with just combining one cool robot with another cool robot into one bigger, awesomer robot, and then stacking that robot with other stacks Mm -hmm. to create a huge or awesome assembly Mm -hmm. of robots. That's just... It's just a crazy uh, infinite obsession that we all have. That also you could argue explains the um, combining the Avengers with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they all combine now. Now they fight Thanos, yeah. and it's just or the, it's just toys. Or, it's yeah. just toys.
0: It's all just toys, and it's you know it's it's a lot like the, I mean even in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and Dragon yeah. Ball GT, where it's like well we had him go sane, now he's got to go super sane, now he's got to fuse, and then they go super sane. Now they can explode right. planets. Like, it's like, it's just, uh-huh. you just heighten and heighten and heighten and heighten and heighten and heighten and heighten to sell more toys.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Digimon, Pokemon, yeah, they do the same thing, right? Like, you gotta collect them all. Mm-hmm. You have to have them, they're the little toys, and then you can also Get buy them physical all. versions of this when you go to KB Toys. Da, 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 da. That's right. <laughs> But for Rick, this yeah. isn't just a childish fantasy. It is largely a childish fantasy, but you can also think of this as Rick's idealized vision for a way to connect with his family. Like in earlier seasons, this show was clearly about the power of two, Rick times Morty. And that was because Morty emitted inverse brain waves that canceled out Rick's brainwaves so that he could stay hidden from other Ricks. But now Rick has been more fixated on what I call the power of five finding ways to keep all five Smith family members together, doing something that he considers worthwhile without any need of a B-plot that separates them. Remember, he snapped at Jerry about this in the decoys episode. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, 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 we're we're, we're not going to split off into a B-plot. That's stupid. Let's just stay together. And then they did stay together, and that led to this wonderful decoys insanity that is similar to this episode structurally. Mm -hmm. And with Gotron, Rick finally has his perfect answer to this because all five... Family members are linked together. They're working in tandem. They're doing something awesome, each feeling valued. And he loves this so much. He gets greedy, he grows it exponentially, he brings up the five families, taken from Godfather. He uh squares it to form the GoGoTron, which is 25 total robots, and then drunkenly cubes it to form the GoGoGoTron, which would be a total of 125 total robots. And then the writers cleverly include this little moment when Rick is drunk alone in his office and reveals his ultimate vision, which is never fully realized, thank God, in this episode. He says, and then the GoTrons, make the GoTrons, make the GoTrons, make the GoTrons, make the Gotrons. Yeah, he's clearly working his way up to five to the power of five, which would be 3,125 total robots. And in Rick's drunken delusion, five-dimensional perfection. Ah. But... The reason it falls apart is that Rick's family members are not him, obviously. They ultimately don't think like he does, and thank God, because when he replaces them with people who do love Gotrons as much as he does, they turn on him, try to kill him, and and then only Rick's family members care enough about him to not let him die, because the power of numerical harmony and crystalline order are no match for the power of family, even when that salvation comes from bloodline (laughs) incest. (laughs) Uh, I mean, what do you, what did you think about that this episode?
0: I, I, I think you're right. I also think that there is a simple, I mean like that explanation is I think the correct like kind of intellectual argument. I also think the simple answer is this is modeled after a sitcom where the main Mm -hmm. character has a thing they want to do. It gets out of control and the way you reset back to normal is the supporting characters eventually come and save the day. Saved mm-hmm. by the bell. Every time Zach Morris had a crazy scheme, eventually Lisa mm-hmm. and Screech, who were like the more play it safe people, came in and saved the day. So I mean, to me, the the math stuff is all fascinating and, and and correct, widely correct. But I think there's also just this. I think the writers had a little fun with just like I think classic kind of sitcom structure with this a little bit of like you know. Well, we've we've gone way off the rails and the only way this goes back to being the show that everybody knows and loves and not just everyone dead by the hands of anime characters is uh, at the end the, the most powerful message of all. Your family will never leave you, especially if they're a 20-story tall baby that is the product of a brother and sister artificially inseminating uh to yeah. save the world.
1: What a what a dark, disgusting oh solution. But it, it works. It works logically. Yeah. You know, you were comparing this to classic sitcom. I think this is like classic American uh film. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. the classic American story is entrepreneurial character discovers some kind of magic mm-hmm. tonic uh that uh, you know, changes everything, mm-hmm. and then gets some a, a bit of success. Gets greedy, mm-hmm. tries to uh, uh, horizontally expand his operation. Uh, flies too close to the sun, mm-hmm. gets burned, collapses to Earth, and who's there to catch him? the most unappreciated person in his life yeah. but the people who stuck by him. Yes. And that's the story of Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the story of Goodfellas. Most of these gangster films. That's the yeah. story of movies like American Hustle. Mm-hmm. That's the story of uh, what's the uh, McConaughey Jared Leto movie? Oh, uh, Dallas Buyers Club? Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. These movies take so many different forms and different genres Ooh. and it's because that is like the American mythology. I mean it's of,
0: literally like, the story of that Envy movie with Jack Black and Ben
1: Stiller. Yeah. It's the same kind of story there. You see it, yeah. comedy, tragedies, rom-coms, yeah. everywhere. And it reminds me a lot of that, um, of the Chicken Fingers episode of Community. It's mm, the same yeah. thing, There, that was the Goodfellas episode. Yeah. Yep. And that was the episode of Community where I was like, oh, this show's even better than I thought mm-hmm. it was. Like, that was a pivot point. And I love that this episode kind of brought back the same kind of influences. Yeah. You see the same kind of thing, but instead of Chicken Fingers, it's Gotron's. Yeah. Uh, and just it just works.
0: Re- like Just really briefly, uh, At the beginning, I was wondering if they recorded new audio or vo to address the uh, backlash of the incest baby episode. I was like, did they? Because I'm like, you know, in animation, I, I, you know, I I think I've said before, like I used to work at Family Guy in a non-creative capacity. Don't go crazy uh, in a legal department, almost. But uh, but they would, you know, record pretty close to the. I mean, they had jokes about Seth MacFarlane. Uh, hosting the Oscars, how he did hosting the Oscars the week, two weeks afterwards. So it was like, they put that joke in, they went in an emergency re-recorded. So at first I was like, I mean, these are essentially the mouth movements are not, they don't really match the words that are, you know, you just, your brain tricks yourself into thinking the characters' mouths are moving in the correct way. I was like, did they re-record all of this just to address this controversy? And I think the even more diabolical thing is that the Staff knew that episode was going to push people the wrong way.
1: Right. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think, I mean, they animated the giant incest baby. This is part of the storyboard for for it. So they must have planned it this way. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, I, I, my conspiracy brain is thinking, was this episode intentionally leaked early because of the uh, backlash? Like, they wanted to show fans, they're like, no, we're going to bring back giant incest, but we didn't just yeah. do it as a gross yeah. throwaway gag. Yeah. Like, it's going to have some kind of creepy yeah. <laughs> role to play in the future. Yeah. But, like, I think they the writers must have been aware that when they introduced Giant Incest Baby that it was going to have a yeah. reaction. Yeah. I don't – but I think you're right. I think it is possible. I mean, animated shows do, do ADR lines that they throw in last minute. I mean, South Park especially is a show where they, they do it in six days, you yeah. know, and they throw in stuff. Minute. For sure. Um, the animation though takes a bit longer. But uh, we do actually want to talk more about this old giant incest baby's return and uh whether it was worth it. But uh first, we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode. This summer Bespoke Post <laughs> is here to take your adventures <laughs> yeah. to the next level with a new lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. In the past, I've gotten some great shirts, camping gear, some cool stuff for the kitchen from Spoke Post. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From travel and outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. They got a few new boxes built around coffee that look cool, including the appropriately named Turbo Box. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code Ricksplain to at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code RICKSPLANE for 20% off your first box. Also, thanks to Helix Sleep for sponsoring this episode. (laughs) You don't wanna sleep on a mattress, what's that? I like you
0: doing these all in characters. <laughs>
1: uh-huh, yeah. You don't want to sleep on a mattress designed for someone else, even if that other person is the darkest timeline version of yourself. They probably like a super firm mattress and always sleep on the side of their body without the eye patch. Well, Helix Sleep has a quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot, hot, hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I have a Helix and I love it! The quiz matched me with a medium firm mattress with lumbar support and it sleeps cool. That's right, I'm sleeping like I'm living. Cool! The mattress ships right to your door for free. No need to go to a mattress store. Just go to helixsleep.com slash ricksplain. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash ricksplained. This show is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all been there at some point. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line or self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available for clients worldwide. Log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or look for parking. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash explained That's better H-E-L-P and join the over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Plained audience. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash All right, Tommy, back to the episode. Um, do you think the introduction of the incest baby back in episode four now feels creatively justified?
0: Eric, as I, I am not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I think it feels much more justified i feel creatively yeah uh, i yeah i mean i'm gonna just not be a little whiny baby boy and say yes i do i think i think, they did <laughs> job. I, think I think that was good i'm still really skeeved out by that uh, that earlier episode uh more so than maybe i should be maybe there's a deeper more th- i need to go to get some better help and figure out why that viscerally <laughs> bothered me so much yeah i'll say i'll say they did i'll say i'm impressed that's that's all I guess I'll say. I loved this episode as did you, but uh yeah, I, yeah that that part is still to me. <laughs> it's never going to feel quite right, I don't think. Just like incest. It'll never feel quite yeah. right.
1: Yeah, I um, look, I I'm just happy that they had a plan. Mm-hmm. I didn't bother me that much back in episode four. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they had uh, a future in mind for this character, and that you could argue it is thematically justified by the power of family. It's just family times family and Virgin yeah. family. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a, de- a gross, extreme, delusional version <laughs> yes. of trusting family too much, yes. and that we only trust our own bloodline the way like ancient royal families would yeah. force their kids to, yeah, <laughs> to exactly. incest so that they could keep the bloodline pure. Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's probably an extreme take on it but hey i thought it was super fun uh and i loved seeing this thing being deployed as a weapon and being named naruto but uh i guess is there an alternative that they could have still stuck with that theme of just having like a morty clone or a giant morty or summer clone in that moment Mm. of all the sperm and then it's just some other random egg that didn't have to be summer's egg I guess for Summer to be connected to it, it needed to be her. Yeah,
0: I think it's necessary. It's just still, it's still gross to me. (laughs) It's funny. I like it. It's okay. I'm all right. I'm coming around on it. I love it.
1: I think for many of us, like, that line was crossed when um, uh, Mr. Jellybean slash King Jellybean assaulted Morty. And at that point, everything since then, it's just been like, all right, this is the show. Yeah. Like, this is what we signed up for. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I want to ask you about the voice ovarians. I love this twist Ooh. so yes, much. Um me too. Um, but there was this little wrinkle to it where, so obviously the voiceover variants can talk to each other, mm-hmm. but Morty was aware of this voiceover phenomenon happening in his head. Summer's body was not aware of it. And they had that little moment where Morty's like, well, then what's the difference? And then Summer's voiceoverian was like, I don't know, telepathy. Yeah. But like, why do you think Morty, like Morty's mind and body was aware of his voiceoverian, whereas Summer's mind and body was not? Do you think that tells us something about the two of their characters?
0: I my interpretation of it was just that Morty has been has seen so much more of the universe and interdimensional uh, existence. He's aware of so many more strange things. I mean, Summer is becoming more aware, but like he's Mm -hmm. just had so much more time with Rick that like he's not thrown and he can probably conclude if I'm suddenly having voiceovers, it's these things. He might just be aware of what Mm -hmm. voiceoverians are, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe that's like an existing species that he's come across before. Right. I'm wondering if like remember in Total Rick Morty was the one to unlock the secret of the virus, right? Oh, yeah, that they yeah, yeah. was implanting false Uh, positive memories Mm -hmm. Uh, and without Morty's realization they would have been doomed Mm -hmm. so I think you're right I think Morty has experienced so much that that has kind of like reprogrammed his brain to be more skeptical Mm -hmm. and to be aware when uh, foreign influences may be affecting him like Mm -hmm. he knows that there's a Morty's Mind Blower episode in season three right where where Rick has basically uh, gaslit and brainwashed him to forget about certain things that are too harmful for him. Mm -hmm. So I think Morty is just more acutely aware of his own brain, and he's even so aware that he says Summer's smarter than he is, while Morty may have some mental gaps. I think he has like very acute self-awareness that uh, he wasn't sure what this thing was, but he knew that it was separate from himself, and it was weird that Summer wasn't aware of it. I just like that little characterization. Me too. Detail. I thought that was.
0: I thought that was a neat little detail. I thought that was cool.
1: And it just shows that like these writers are aware of how Morty is evolving over time. He is. He has high emotional intelligence. But I also like how there's that moment where he's in the back of the car. And the three anime characters, they are like, Fine, we can kill you. And the way he rage snaps when mm-hmm. someone threatens his life, you could just see him like let go of all fear in that moment just be like, yeah. Do it, do it. And right. he goes crazy and he's like willing to let them die. He gets the driver's shot, he rolls out of the car. Like it's like the lighthouse moment yeah. in the uh, in the purge episode or in uh, Planetina, how yeah, like one of the planeteers. Yeah, Tina tears, and he just snaps. He's like, "Do it!" and he bites the guy's finger off. Like, I love seeing Morty go to that place. Mm-hmm. It's just such a fun way to show how dark and how messed up the character uh, is.
0: Absolutely, and yeah, and just how, yeah, how deep he really can go. Because it would be very easy to make him consistently just Morty. You know what I mean? Like where he's like uh-huh. kind of a pushover and kind of just trying to. He's a teen, he's a ner- he's an awkward teenage boy. But instead, yeah. they've now added, as the show goes on, these like deep, emotional <laughs> chasms that he can go through, swinging back and forth. So yeah,
1: yeah he's, he's like becoming. Uh, I mean, the show is always so delightful. Every character is fun to watch in different mm-hmm. ways. But like Morty is still the beating heart of the show, mm-hmm. and seeing his emotional depths is something that like you know the laughs will always keep us entertained. I'll always come back to see what weird concept they blow up each week. Mm-hmm. But like. I'm attached emotionally to Morty now. While he is a little pervert and a little weirdo, Mm -hmm. like he does go to these dark places that, like, I mean, I remember being a teenager. Yeah, you do go to these dark places and you don't really understand them. And Morty is not a typical teenager, he's seen he's seen horrible horrible things (laughs) that have traumatized him so like just multiplying those factors is is really fun to just see where they go with him but i want to ask you so there's this you know moment where morty admits that summer is smarter than him and summer confessed that she always feels like the odd one out in the family that you know jerry and beth have their pairing rick and morty always have their pairing and Mm -hmm. summer you know she's been kind of been uh, leaned on this mm-hmm. season by Rick as a new Morty uh, mm-hmm. character, and that's created this rivalry between the siblings. Mm-hmm. But do you think a Rick and Summer pairing is more interesting to watch than a Rick and Morty pairing? Because Rick and Summer have a similar intellectual nihilism mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of terrifying in a way. What What are you thinking about seeing? Rick I mean, and I, Sum- could I, the show be Rick and Summer? I no, I
0: not for not for me. I think I think the. Uh, Summer is too cool. <laughs> you know? Like right. I, I think But in we, a way
1: that Rick is too cool. Well, right. Like, I think they have that in common.
0: No, I, I agree. And I like I like using her more. I mean, I would say the three of them is more interesting to me than any combination of the two of them because you get more we're they're making summer much more three-dimensional as a character. We're mm-hmm. finding out more things. And I mean, some of it is not pleasant. Some of it is, yeah, she's kind of a nihilist, doesn't give a like, you know a flying F about anything. No, I think Rick and Morty is the, is the heart of the show. Uh, but I like Rick Morty plus summer. I, I want that, yeah. more of that. I,
1: I, one thing I've seen with summer, but they i realize realized they're doing this all with all the characters is as they, um, put them in these new scenarios and explore new depths of their personalities they still do kind of have their character game of, Mm -hmm. uh, like, what they go back to, what's their comfort zone of things that they say. Mm -hmm. And they're all kind of vapid in different ways in that they are just, like, regurgitating, like... Shit takes that yeah. they read on Reddit or Twitter or whatever their social media is. Mm-hmm. For Jerry, it might even starting to be like parlor. Yeah, <laughs> you no know, kidding. like Jerry says, oh, makes you wonder what they're doing with our tax dollars, mm-hmm. or I should get, I'm going to the chiropractor. Or, I wonder what's doing to my prostate. You know, Summer quotes like her what she thinks is making her sound woke, but she clearly doesn't understand the historical significance of what right, she's saying. Right. Rick is the classic edge lord, and yes. he's one step away from saying we live in the world sincerely mm-hmm. you know uh <laughs> like yes. and, and morty is just like he goes back to his simple teen anxieties yeah uh morty's and, like you know, the out of
0: control tiktok teenager that's just like you know like one minute he's like doing a dance the next minute he's like trying to butt chug him out and do like he's just it's just all stupid but fun
1: yeah. yeah so if rick has read it uh morty is a tiktok or a summer TikTok. tiktok yeah, Summer's also kind of Twitter a little bit, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jerry is either Facebook or Parler. Yeah. What would Beth be? Beth what social is, media is Beth? Beth is, is Pinterest. Beth?
0: Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, maybe
1: Pinterest. Uh, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, or I'm trying to think of, like, what's one that, like, they've tried to get off the ground, but it just, like, there's always those things where they're like, the new thing is, is Gravel. If you're not on Gravel, you can post video and pictures and text it's like yes that's what all social media is now
1: yeah beth beth is either not on social media at all or beth is like on bumble yeah Yeah. just might be married to jerry she's on bumble Beth
0: is on uh what what was it ashley madison uh, the the, the dating app designed to have affairs
1: (laughs) i think we nailed it uh so we'll leave it there for this episode of rick's Plain. it's always a pleasure tommy i love watching the show with you yeah. Uh, so my easter egg breakdown of all the little details you missed in this episode is going to come out tomorrow Tommy and I will be back next week to react to episode 8 uh, we were going to get this one early because the episode came out a bit early but next week we'll be back to our normal schedule uh, follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold follow me at EA Voss follow New Rockstars of course subscribe to Rick's Plane wherever you get your podcasts thank you for watching and we'll close out with our favorite moment of the episode oh, my, clothes. my clothes where'd they go, where'd they go? Ah!